Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Liu, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors took down the Brooklyn Nets for the second time this season. That's right. The Nets don't want to see the Toronto Raptors in that 1-8 matchup if the Raptors get there by winning the play-in tournament. In any case, Raptors have now beaten the Nets twice. And yeah, look, both times Nets shorthanded, okay? Last time, KD uh, randomly left the game in the middle of the game due to a contact tracing thing. And then this game, KD didn't even play. James Harden didn't play. It was just Kyrie out there with, you know, a lot of pretty good players, actually. But Raptors came out on top. Same situation. Same result. And um, no, I'm not going to get hyped like that. I mean, of course, the Nets are way better than the Raptors. But um, it was a fun game. It was a very fun game. It was fun to see a healthy, full rotation. Um, It was great. I think the Raptors had everybody in their rotation that they wanted. Um, You know? It's unfortunate that Chris Boucher left the game after um, Timothée Luau-Cabarro landed on his ankle and led to a knee strain, which that doesn't sound good. Um, by the way, Chris has taken a lot of hard falls this season. He always somehow bounces back up. He's literally like the rubber band man. Shout out T.I. But, like, um, yeah, I mean, hopefully Chris is okay because, you know, here I am saying, um, you know, that uh, you, you got uh, – you you got um, the team healthy, but turns out um, they they might not be fully healthy for much longer. But in any case, they had at least for one day the their rotation, and they had a ten man rotation today, and they looked pretty good. Like I would say, the starters, you know, had a tough start to the game. Um, you know, I think a lot of these guys being out for rest and all these other things sort of undercut the rhythm. Uh, and the Nets just played pretty well at the start. I thought the Nets, you know, caught the Raptors by surprise. I think they. Did a lot of switching early on, which always throws the Raptors' offense off. The Raptors are not a team that has a lot of guys that likes to attack one-on-one. They sort of like to work pick and roll, move the ball, you know, one side of the floor to the other, off the pick and roll, and sort of read and react and play from there. Next action basketball, as Nick Nurse calls it. Sounds super cool. It's not that cool, but, you know, it it can be very cool. Um, Tonight, the offense was pretty good, especially in the third quarter. But the Raptors got off to a bit of a slow start. Um... But I thought the bench actually came in and picked them up a little bit, which was great. Um, because early on, a lot of stagnant possessions from the Raptors' guards. You know, I thought Fred and Kyle both um, weren't making the reads quick enough and weren't necessarily as aggressive because the Nets were really switching on a lot of those. The Nets were also going under on a lot of screens, which you rarely see against these two guys. And the Raptors just weren't necessarily making the read quick enough and anticipating it. And it led to some... It, basically, the Nets were not cheating on defense, but like... Like, not like in, in like a, they, they were cheating the game, like, you know, or something like that. No, but they were just like taking advantage where they could with their defense. And I thought the Raptors kind of played into it at first, but the bench came in, gave them some good uh, boost. I thought the Raptors defensively in the first quarter also weren't as, as sharp, which sometimes when you have bad offense, you lead to a lot of transition opportunities. But in this case, like, you know, you can't be leave, leaving Joe Harris wide open for three. Like, this guy shoots like 50, 
100% from three, approximately. Um, if you've seen the three-point contest or anything like that, yeah, this guy can shoot. Um, you know, so you got to cover him, and he was left open a lot of times. Kyrie was getting his, his shots off, pulling up for three casually. Um, so some of the things the Raptors needed to do was just defensively to get better. And on that front, I thought the Raptors got their defense up before they got their offense up. And I thought uh, defensively, one of the huge catalysts in this game was Freddie Gillespie, the new Freddie, all right? New Freddie came in, was real good, man. Um, you know, he had, what, five blocks in 24 minutes? I honestly thought in the first half there were real stretches where Freddie Gillespie was Raptors' most productive player in the positive sense, which... Of course, that is not what you plan for. Of course, you would like to have other guys come in and contribute, especially the main guys. Freddie would arguably be the 10th guy in the rotation, but, you know, he was very good. Getting on, diving on the ball, for you know, on the floor for loose balls, you know, tipping balls out, uh, offensive rebounds, you know, uh, and just blocking shots, changing shots. Like, he was legitimately very, very springy, made a lot of great plays, Um you know, and, and he was doing really well on the defensive end, giving the Raptors room protection. And the bench unit itself, I mean, you know, some clunky at times, especially because Nick kind of went to an all-bench lineup, which um, now he can actually do, considering the bench has actually played, um, you know, actual minutes together now and gotten some confidence because that's the bench has been the starting lineup um, for, like, I don't know, man, it feels like three, three weeks, four weeks. I don't know. It, it's actually hard to remember the last time the Raptors had or their full assortment of players. Um, but the bench came in, gave them a little, nice little lift, um, and very balanced scoring off the bench, by the way. Four for Boucher, four for Gillespie, five for Yuta, five for Malachi, five for Gary Trent. You know, obviously you would like to have more production, um, especially from, from Gary, because he's the go-to scorer there, and he didn't shoot the ball well. But the bench came in, gave them some stability, and then the, the starters from that point onwards, from the start of the second quarter th- through, you know, the third quarter and the fourth quarter, starters were great from that point onwards. I think they made some pretty good adjustments, they guarded the Nets a little bit differently. They, they they switched themselves a little bit more, and you know I thought that was a nice adjustment. Forced Kyrie to play a little bit more ISO, which is great um, because Kyrie is also a very lethal playmaker. Eight assists tonight. He led the the, the Nets, but that's their only playmaker, right? Because uh, you know Harden's out, KD's out. So if Kyrie's going to go ISO, well, Ky- Kyrie is like you know one of the deadliest ISO players of all time but if he's gonna go iso that means the rest of the team's gonna go ice cold and that's exactly what happened the rest of the team wasn't really hitting shots you got landry shaman taking two of 12 from three i don't really remember joe harris making another three in the second half and if he did it was probably just one three there's mostly guys like you know bruce brown or you know deandre jordan okay occasionally guys like rolling to the basket occasionally we're, we're getting some some shots off but i did a much better job defensively and Kyrie still got his shots one-on-one occasionally but you know, you also got some stops too, including OJ Anobi blocking Kyrie Irving, which is, yo, that's rare. Kyrie, you know, first off, um, it's rare to see, uh, I mean, realistically, OJ's like a power forward. So to see a power forward guarding Kyrie Irving is very rare. And it's some defensive player of the year shit. Like, it really is. Uh, and it wasn't like OG shut down Kyrie, but at least one of those plays, he blocked Kyrie after Kyrie thought he lost him with the handle, came back, recovered, you know, didn't even block the shot so much as he, like, picked the shot off. Like, it's like when you go on the, one of those, like, you know, you, you drive, like, an hour outside of Toronto. You start, like, picking the peaches or, like, you know, strawberries. Basically, like, an old person date. Like, you, you, it's basically, yeah. I mean, you, you know, that's that's how he did it. He just picked the, the ripe fruit of Kyrie's shot and took it the other way. Then, you know, I think Fred was running the pick and roll with him. Or not even the pick and roll, the fast break. And just was like, all right, you got it. <laughs> dumped it off to OG, 
an OG, you know, uh, took in a tie for a dunk. That was a great moment. Nets had to call timeout. And that's, you know, the third quarter with the Raptors just really blew the Nets uh, away. I mean, they, they won the quarter 36-23. to 23, And I thought offensively, you know, in addition to OG, OG was fantastic. I think he had 11 points in that quarter. Made, made some threes, you know, made some you know uh, great cuts along the baseline. Had that dunk in transition. A lot of good stuff from OG. But I also thought the Raptors just as a whole... Got a lot more production from their guards. Uh, first first half, not the best half for for Kyle and Fred. I think they shot like three of eleven. Um, Kyle's only shot was like a two for one situation. You know, when the Raptors have like forty seconds left, Kyle's just going to jack up a shot. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know that 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 was the only shot that uh, that that Kyle made in the first half. Fred was also struggling a little bit. He got his shot blocked, and you know, a lot of people slander him again because always got a slander Fred for some reason. But in any case. Um, yeah, it was a much better performance from them in the, in the third quarter. Kyle and Fred had combined five threes made. Fred with three of those, Kyle with two. Kyle with a transition pull of three. Fred working really well off the ball. And I think that's one of the nice things where if you're going to attack a switch, so obviously one way to attack it is, okay, you create the switch with you know a guy who's bigger than you or a guy who's smaller than you, and then try to use your quickness or your size to attack one-on-one. The other way is when you have a switch, and let's say there's a big man who's all of a sudden guarding Fred, well, the big man's instinct's always going to be to look at the paint, protect the paint, help in the paint. That's what they generally do. But, you know, now that their assignment is a, a guard, you know, Fred can move off ball and relocate and get open off the ball. And then when the, the kickout and the rotations come, that's where they can profit. That's another way to attack a switch is to, to cut and move away and, and use the outside shooting, especially in that situation with guards. Um and yeah, I thought the Raptors did a really good job moving the ball in the third quarter. Defensively, they were much better as well. They did some more switching. Um, to be honest, after the first quarter, the Raptors were pretty good defensively. Um, the Nets had 22 points in the second, 23 points in the third, 22 points in the fourth. You'll live with that easily. Uh, but the Raptors, you know, pushed it open in there in, in, in the third quarter, which was great because the Raptors were down early. Uh, they were down 13 after the first quarter. They, they sort of cut it to two by halftime. But in the third quarter, they really, really ran away with it. And then the fourth quarter really just came down to execution. Really, and this is where having a, a you know a nice and deep bench really does matter here because um, you know I think the Nets were maybe tiring a little bit as the game went on. Some of the other guys who started good, like I thought Blake had some nice plays early on. Joe Harris was hot. Kyrie was doing his thing throughout, but yeah, in the fourth quarter it was basically just Bruce Brown. I mean, oh, shout out Bruce Brown, man! This guy's getting the Gerald Henderson Award for sure. Twenty-one and fourteen. That's fourteen rebounds uh, for a guy who's like six-three. This guy's really like. Honestly, this guy, he's kind of like if Rondé had a had a had a three point shot, or at least a semi functional three point shot. But he was very good tonight. Um, in any case, though, the Raptors did a really good job defensively, and they got more guys coming up. They, they um, yeah, so um, they did a good job. They did a good job closing the game out. I mean, I think offensively there were some moments there where the Raptors uh, were missing a couple of open shots, and the, the lead got down to like you know seven points, eight points. And, of course, in that situation, you're like, oh, you know, it's Kyrie on the other end. Kyrie is obviously, like, a ridiculously clutch player. Really, really, I mean, just hard to guard, period, right? Um, but Raptors did a good job. They made up, they, they came up with some key stops when they needed to. Um, and then, yeah, offensively, you know, they, they played a lot through um, Pascal. In, well, not a lot, actually, but in some of the crucial moments, they played through Pascal. And Pascal had what I thought was the pass of the game where, you know, the Raptors were, I don't know, up. Eight with like just over a minute left, which if you miss that shot, the Nets go the other way and score, and then you're all of a sudden in a game. Whereas if you make that shot, the game's pretty much over. 
And Pascal's dribbling up top against Joe Harris. This is after working a pick and roll. It's a bit of a switch. Pascal beats Joe Harris off the dribble. Um, you know, Landry Shaman is helping on the nail. He's trying to swiping at the ball as Pascal drives. Pascal's going to sidestep him as well. And then he's going to drive into the paint, jump, basically pull DeAndre Jordan up to him to free the paint. And then Pascal threw this nice little dump off pass to Kem Birch along the baseline. Kem then dunked the ball, which, listen, man, it's great to have centers who can, you know, dunk the ball. And Kem Birch was able to dunk the basketball, which is when you put the hands on the basketball, you jump, to, uh, you know, at least a foot. And then, unless you're Yao Ming, but you jump at least a foot. And then you put the ball in the net physically with your hand. Um, you know, I've, I've really enjoyed that play by the Raptor centers of late, just uh, dunking the ball. But in any case, that was a great pass by Pascal. And I thought Pascal had the advantage all night. Like, I, you know, the Nets are not a good matchup. Um, like, I, I mean, if they're guarding him with Jeff Green, Jeff Green's... Jeff Green's actually, like, <coughs> he's actually been okay this year, but, like, I don't know, man. Pascal has a huge advantage there. Like, he just does. Like, he's way quicker. He's longer than Jeff Green and more athletic at this point in their careers. Jeff Green obviously used to be incredibly athletic. Still has a lot of that left in him. But, I mean, yeah, Pascal had great advantages there. And then, you know, especially with the net switching, like, all right, switching and stuff like that. Fine. You want to switch, you put a small guy on Pascal, Pascal's going to just drive right through them. Like, the amount of times, like, Landry Shaman just fouled him. Or, like, you know, Timothy Luau Cabrera just fouled him. Just because Pascal's driving and they're too small to kind of handle him. You did a great job with it. And that was the advantage that the Raptors had, was playing through Pascal. And I'm happy they found him at the end. Because there were some possessions at the end. There was, like, a lot of Kyle, a lot of Fred. And I'm like, all right, guys. You guys don't have the advantage here. Pascal does. OG does as well, although OG creating a shot. Was a little bit harder. I thought OG did a really good job feeding off of other people on the baseline uh, and, and making plays, running in transition, things like that, which is great. I mean, he had 25 points. I'm not really calling him just like a hustle guy. But when he did try to force and create and stuff like that, you know, I thought Kyrie swiped him a couple times. Stuff like that. Honestly, Kyrie played pretty good defense tonight, man. Um, really, really active. Tried to lead the team, I think. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Raptors was just better. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I thought uh, it was it was great to watch, like, a team performance. Like, it really was. Like, it never felt like there was a let-up, right? Like, I think earlier this season when you were watching the Raptors, you were kind of like, all right, so the starting group is going to be tough because, okay, Baines is going to be in there, but then it's like, okay, but then maybe the other guards sort of give them the lead. Or maybe when they went small, it's like, okay, great. Raptors got off to good starts with that small ball group, but then they go to their bench, and then, like, or just the lead would evaporate. You wasn't sure who was going to come in and do what. Play, and you play what role and stuff like that. And again, I didn't think the bench was like fantastic or anything like that, but I knew what everyone was doing, and I felt like everyone knew what they were doing in terms of Freddie's going to be at the basket, right? Big Freddie. Um, Big Freddie's going to be at the rim, all right? He's going to change shots there. He's going to rebound. He's going to hustle. He's going to contest. Um, and he's going to roll every single time. He's going to roll hard. Um, Gary's going to hand on the ball sometimes, but most of the time he's going to shoot the ball. Probably not going to pass it that much, but he's going to shoot the ball. And honestly, he has an ability to make tough shots. So he's going to shoot the ball. Malachi's going to orchestrate up top, you know, facilitate, run the plays. And then if it's a late shot clock situation, swing the ball over to him, get get a screen, and then attack from there. Play pick and roll. Um, you know, or late shot clock situation, make a shot like Malachi did tonight. Switch against DeAndre Jordan, which again, that tells you how much the Nets are switching. They're putting DeAndre Jordan up on the... Uh, <laughs> in, in the pick and roll action, they're guarding the guard, and yeah, I mean, um, Malachi looked him in the eye and uh, dagger, dagger three. And listen, fourth quarter Malachi, maybe it's a real thing. I don't know. It's uh, it's been a few. It's been a real thing occasionally of late too. But in any case, like 
the bench just had roles. Utah was going to sort of fill in around the gaps. He's going to cut. He's going to be on the baseline. He's going to, he's going to make plays. He's going to run hard. He's going to guard. Like, it felt like the bench had a real identity about it. And then when the starters came in, I think, obviously, the starters don't want to play. Plus, the starters don't want to play now that they have a guy like Birch in the middle who can handle. Which, by the way, I don't mean to overstate how good Ken Birch is. Like, I think there's real, like, credit you can give him. He's a very solid player. But um, I think, you know, you just need some of these actual skills that may seem trivial, but they're not. Like, you really can't overestimate the fundamentals. And I think Kem has really brought a lot of those today in, in, in all the games that he played. Like, for example, Raptors uh, playing pick and roll with Kem Birch. Uh, sometimes, you know, the, the Nets would surprise him with little traps and stuff like that. You know, send two guys to the ball. And the Raptors would just throw the pass to Birch, trusting that he can catch the ball on the move. If I mean, he's a big guy. He's an athletic guy. He's a big target. You can just throw it in his area, and then you can trust that he'll catch it. And then when the Nets double, they also send the third guy to, to, to guard against Birch on the roll. And Birch, when he did that, was able to make two nice passes on the roll, short roll passes, out to the three-point shooters. And I think OG was a beneficiary. I think Pascal's a beneficiary. Like, that's great to see. And then Birch himself even made a corner three. Which, by the way, yo, this is like the th- he's like seventh game as a Raptor. He's hit three threes. Like, that's not bad at all. Like I, I'm, you know, I'm really liking what 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 Birch, you know, is giving the Raptors. I think it's just having that stability. I think Birch early in the game struggled a lot of bit with Blake Griffin um, in the post, uh, and it got him in the foul trouble. But yeah, the rest of the game he was very very solid. And to be honest, having 48 minutes of Birch who played 24 and Gillespie Gillespie who played 40, uh, 24, having those two guys just like hold it down at center was great to see. They were very efficient. They didn't turn the ball over. You know, they made their open shots. You know. Freddie with a short baseline jumper. They they rebounded the ball. They impacted the offensive glass. You know, Freddie got two offensive rebounds. Ken Burch got three. Um, they they played great. And, yeah, I mean, Burch had one block. Freddie had five blocks, which, by the way, Freddie Gillespie is up to ten blocks in the season. Which, you know, bro, it's ten blocks, right? It's, it's not that much, right? Well, here's the thing. Freddie Gillespie has played seven games. He's got ten blocks. Aaron Baines played 50 games this year and has 20 blocks. So in seven games, he has half the number of blocks as Baines does. So listen, he's climbing up the charts. He's taking those minutes. And he's done really well with it. I think one of the things that you would have missed from Baines is the big physicality in terms of the screening. Right? Um, you know, Baines, for nothing else, he's a really good screener. And I think Gillespie has the same thing. When you look at the tape and stuff like that, he's consistently getting guards open. A lot of Malachi successively has been working that pick and roll because he's had more guys to screen hard for him. And I think Freddie's done a really good job there. And just taking up space and eating space. Like, he does the thing that Marcus Hall does where he's big and he's long and he knows that and doesn't leave his feet too much. Like, he doesn't need to hop around, you know, like Boucher does to, to collect the blocks. It's a different approach to defending. He's He knows he's big. He knows he's, he has size. And he doesn't necessarily have to leave his feet to block. And I think a lot of his, his uh, shot blocks aren't even like... Yeah, he's, he's not having the sky for those blocks, which is great to see. Um, so I, I like the win. I like the performances. I like the response by Kyle and Fred after the slow first half. I like what Pascal did pretty much throughout the game, but especially in the fourth quarter where, you know, he had two mid-range jumpers and... Uh, he set up, you know, Birch at the end there. He had a driving layup, got fouled. Pascal played great. And then OG was really solid in the first quarter and then fantastic standout player in the third quarter, which obviously the, the play of the game was really just blocking Kyrie and then taking the other way for a dunk. That was, wow. I mean, like, how many players you can, you can really do that, right? So, um, good win. Good win for the team. The Raptors, you know, in terms of this uh, riveting, riveting chase for the 10th seed, suddenly 
it is really riveting because you do have the Washington Wizards who beat the Golden State Warriors today. Bit of an off night for Steph, at least in the first half. I think he had four points in the first half, which I've been seeing Steph score like four points a minute of late. So, you know, that's that was shocking to see. Let me see the box for what Steph did. So Steph ultimately had 18 on 7 of 25 shooting. Wow, that's, that's odd. But in any case, um, with the win, the Wizards are a half game ahead of the Raptors. The Raptors are one game back in the last column. Um, but... You know, Raptors are half game there. And listen, I don't personally care. Like, I'm not, like, super invested in them making it to the playing tournament. Like, that doesn't matter as much to me. What does matter is that the guys take this opportunity and sort of go with it. Like, I think the front office sort of was like, all right, so we didn't trade Kyle. Okay, maybe that was the plan. Maybe that wasn't. But we're going to bring in some centers for you guys and show us. Was the problem the center or was the problem you guys? And as a core and, and as an evaluation tool of the core guys on this team... I think this is a very useful time. Can you, with some actual centers now, and I'm not talking about like the Raptors signed Hakeem Olajuwon this time, except from his prime instead of from like when he was 38 or whatever he was. Um, I wasn't even, you know, I was born, but I was definitely not cognizant of the Raptors uh, in uh, Tianjin. Um, but in any case, um, yeah, with some actual like average level centers what can you do can you respond can you take this and go with the opportunity reminds me a little bit you know smaller scale obviously different you know situation but reminds me of the Rudy Gay trade when the Raptors traded Rudy Gay they didn't really get like huge pieces back they didn't get you know prime Hakeem for example they got a bench right and just nobody on that collection of guys started when they got back like it was Chuck Hayes, it was Gravis Vasquez, it was Patrick Patterson, it was Chuck Hayes. Um, none of those guys started, but those guys all plugged into the bench. And they filled roles, and all of a sudden the Raptors were able to sort of balance themselves and play well. And I want to see the Raptors have to take the same opportunity here. Because the core guys, I mean, like, listen, you can't blame the whole season on Tampa. You can't blame the whole season on Aaron Baines. You can't blame the whole season on COVID, you can't. Like, there, there have been legitimate moments where you looked at the team and you're like, yo, what is going on? Is this the right core to go forward with? And I think the front office is almost taking this as an opportunity to experiment. A, first off, are these centers any good? And if they are, we should probably re-sign them, which, to be honest, I'd be very happy if they re-signed both Cambridge and Freddie Gillespie. They both look great to me. But I think it's important for the core guys to take this opportunity and go with it. Because, listen, if they're going to start playing, if they're going to have size in the middle now, I expect results. I expect wins. And I don't care. It's about the 10th seed. I care about how they play. The quality of their play. And I think the quality of their play of late has been good. Tonight was an extension of that. The starters are back. And uh, we'll see how they go from here. I mean, they've had some tough opponents coming up. You know, but they also have some practice this week. They got practice yesterday. They they got the game today. They got practice tomorrow. Only two games this week. Let's see some of the the improvement and, and the ability of this team. Because... I don't really care about the 10th seed. I care about the team as a whole because, listen, even going into next season, right? I mean, whether you take the pick or you don't take the pick, whatever, like, the the people that are going to be responsible for this team are on the team right now. And they need to be responsible for the team right now just as they need to be, you know, next season. So, I, will, I want to see them fix themselves. And um, tonight they looked quite good. So, I, I was very happy with the result. In terms of your three stars from tonight's game, well, first off, actually, the first star is really Kyle Lowry in the postgame interview because if you haven't heard the news, um, Kyle Lowry is going to receive an honorary uh, doctorate from the University of Ar- Ar- Arcadia um, out in uh, Nova Scotia. Uh, I think he's set to speak at a convocation. 
And anyway, he's so he's gonna be Doctor Doctor Kyle Lowry. He's really gonna be Doctor Kyle Lowry. It's honorary, but still. And Kyle uh, basically took the time of the press conference t- tonight to really, really point that uh, to, to hammer that point home. And basically, he said, "quote I will not respond to anything other than Doctor Lowry." This is after he gets his uh, doctorate in May. So very fun interview, actually. So Kyle's gonna get the first star really just on that, but. In any, in all seriousness, first time for me, I'm going to go to Pascal Siakam. I thought he was fantastic. Now, Pascal gets a lot of slander and stuff like that, which honestly, sometimes his game is very prone to slander. But in any case, 27 points, nine rebounds, six assists, two steals. I thought he was fantastic throughout the game. 38 minutes, 10 of 19 from the field, two of five from three, which is nice. I asked Nick Nurse recently about Pascal's three point shooting, and I felt like Nick was trying to dance around it a little bit. Maybe Pascal is a bit of a touchy subject um, this season, considering they had. Well, it's considering that Pascal Lee blew up at him uh, a month ago and wasn't totally sure what happened with that one. But in any case, you know, all I really did get out of Nick in terms of the three-point shooting was just, yes, they continue, they want to see Pascal continue to fire. And I liked it. Five attempts today was very reasonable, was open on most of those, was hitting his catch-and-shoot threes at a reasonable rate. I liked it. So uh, got to the free throw line six times as well. I, I really enjoyed the way Pascal played tonight. Second star goes to OJ Anobi, 25 points, three rebounds, and assists, two blocks, both on jumpers. Very impressive. And, yeah, 8 of 14 from the field, 4 of 9 from 3, 5 of 5 from the free throw line. Only issue I had with OG's game tonight was the four turnovers. Some of those he was trying to post up against the net smaller guards, and Kyrie was very good at poking the ball away. Um, I think it happened at least one or two times of those four turnovers. So OG could have done a better job, po- uh, you know, sealing his man. I think that's one of the tougher things when you're, you know, getting guarded by a smaller guy is that they're going to play you totally differently than like a big. Like a big's rarely just going to like start poking at you so much. They're probably just going to try to use their size and position themselves and try to make you shoot over the top. Whereas a guard's going to try to attack your handle. And that's where OG is a little bit more susceptible. So, you know, it reminds me of like, you know, an ox trying to like use his tail to like, Swat away flies is you know similar to that situation, but OG was f- fantastic tonight, especially in that third quarter. He had a really nice stretch, and then your f- third star was a real case to give it to Fred. Fred gets a lot of slander, but I thought Fred played well. It's a real case to give it to Kyle, you know, even though it wasn't the most efficient game. But you got to give it up for Freddie Gillespie, man. You have to, and I, there's a real case to give it to Ken Birch too, which I think I've given Ken like a star every single time he's played with the Raptors. In any case. Let me show some love to Freddie Gillespie here. Four points, five rebounds, and assists, a steal, five blocks. And I think he also blocked Kyrie as well, if I'm not mistaken, in that third quarter stretch. So he was really good to watch, really fun. I really like his energy. Uh, He's very unselfish. He knows his role, and he's playing it really well. And listen, man, he's on his second 10-day deal. Let's make sure that he doesn't have to live life 10 days at a time. Let's make sure he lives life a season at a time. Because I think he's earned it. I think he really has been a real nice piece there, and... uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more Freddie with the bench. Uh, in terms of your Gerald Henderson Award winner, that obviously, as I mentioned earlier, has to go to Bruce Brown. 21 points, 14 rebounds, and assists, a block, 8 of 14, 2 of 4 from 3. That's a little high for him. He's not necessarily a great three-point shooter uh, in 30 minutes, though. He was great, just like, you know, as other guys get attention, Bruce Brown's just going to play in the gaps, and he's just going to capitalize. And I think, you know, I think most great teams need a guy like that. You really, really need a guy like that. Heads up, smart, guards multiple positions, tough. And he, yeah, he had some impressive finishes at the basket too. Like he finished over Kim Birch. I was like, all right, not bad. I mean, for a guy who's like 6'4", he really gets up there. And yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what position he played. I guess power forward, but yeah, he was he was looking good out there. He was pesky. Um, and, and yeah, I'm not totally sure why... 
the the Pistons just gave him away for free. But in any case, good on the Nets to pick him up. He's a nice addition for them. Like I mentioned, he's pretty much like a Rondé type player without um, the limitations offensively. Um, so, yeah, good for Bruce Brown. So that does it with the podcast. Thanks everyone for listening. If you haven't already, subscribe to the Raptors Reaction Newsletter. It is the best Raptors newsletter out there. I'm just going to put it on the table, all right? Um, this is my own personal opinion, and I'm very biased. But I think that after every single game, if I were a consumer, I would like to open my inbox the morning after, look back on the game that was, and I would want to see things like, what are my three takeaways from this game, right? I'm going to go talk to my friends. I'm going to go talk to my coworkers, you know, uh, I, I guess virtually now. But in any case, uh, you know, what do I want to talk about from the game? Well, there's some three talking points from the game. Uh, I'm going to give you a nice little screenshot if you want to put some memes together. Uh, you know, you're going to get a mailbag if you want to get your opinion out there, which, by the way, people have been sending in great questions, so I'm very excited to answer these questions in the mailbag. Uh, you're going to get highlights from the game. You're going to get the reaction pod. You're going to get 10 things. You're going to get post-game interviews. Um, so, yeah, subscribe to the Raptors Reaction Newsletter. It's going to come out after every game. I'm going to drop a link to it in the podcast description. Um, and... Yeah, watch running back. Tomorrow was another happy one with me and Alex. You know, we're looking ahead to this playing tournament, which, uh, I mean, I know it's like a little bit like, all right, you know, as Raptor fans, we're so spoiled. You know, we're first class. We're bougie. We, you know, we, we don't worry about no playing tournament. Man, honestly, it is what it is. This weird fake season. Let's just make the best of it. If they're going to win games, you know, let yourself feel joy in seeing the Raptors win. I mean, you know, they won four straight. Like, you know, I honestly, I, the way that things were going at that trade deadline, I didn't think the Raptors would win four straight in the second half of the season, even though it's such a small, insignificant achievement in, in relatively. But, you know, they could, uh, let's see what they do here. I'm very intrigued. I'm actually very, you know, now that everyone's healthy, I'm actually curious to see what the Raptors look like on a nightly basis. So thanks everyone for listening. I really appreciate it. Continue to rate, review, subscribe. And I will be back when the Raptors play their next game against the New York Knicks. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 
36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.